0: Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hanson, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach, and I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. On today's episode, we are talking NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, something that I am personally super on fire for. It works, it works wonders, and you need it in your life. But today we are talking with a coach for coaches. Lauren is absolutely amazing. She knows her stuff and she is here to talk about dun, 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 self-sabotage something that we all experience at some point in our lives. I feel a lot of us right now with COVID and everything kind of being thrown at us left and right, up and down, it's so easy to get in a cycle and a pattern or a behavior and it's hard to snap out of it. I've heard so often people tell me they feel trapped and I get it. I have felt trapped before. I think we all get it. And so it's really important that through this time instead of going down in a slump that we take it to nurture ourselves and to explore the self-growth and come out of it being better than we went into it because we have the time, we have the passion, we have the creativity. The sky is truly the limit. So today we are going to talk about The patterns to identify what if I'm self-sabotaging and I have no idea I'm self-sabotaging. What does that look like? What is self-sabotage? What is fear? That is a powerful one that we are diving deep into today. And so I highly encourage you to stay, hang out, and let's welcome Lauren. Lauren, I am so excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. Hi, Courtney.
0: Hi. So I am so excited to hear about kind of your journey of what got you to where you're at now and the work that you're doing with coaches. What inspired you?
1: So long story short, before I started my coaching business, before I started working online, I worked as an international model for about seven years. So I started that journey quite early. I took my first trip abroad when I was just 17 years old. And I traveled over to Singapore to live and work over there. And so that was my first modeling contract that I took abroad. And it led me to take contracts in Shanghai, China, in Hong Kong, the Philippines, Thailand. And it was such an incredible experience. And I loved it so much. And obviously spent years in the modeling industry and pursuing that career. And in the midst of that, I was traveling back home to the States to do my studies. And so I found myself at this point where I was just about to graduate and I knew that I didn't want to get a nine to five job. I knew that modeling was not going to be a forever career. And so I decided to book a one-way ticket to Bali and decided to pursue working online, the whole digital nomad location, independent lifestyle. And that later led me down the road of discovering coaching. And it was in that moment that I was actually being coached. And I realized oh my gosh, I think I'm supposed to be on the other side of the screen. I think I'm supposed to be a coach as well. And so I just followed my intuition and kept following it. And here I am today. Amazing.
0: <clears throat> I think it's so funny that you said Bali. So my one of my manifestations this year is I want to teach a retreat in Bali. And it keeps coming up. Like I keep hearing <laughs> Bali everywhere in my life. So, so funny.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: Amazing. So The work that you do, let's explain to the audience a little bit because I know and you know, but let's (laughs) talk about what do you do? Yeah.
1: So I'm an NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, and mindset coach. So I specifically help coaches get out of self-sabotage and break free from their limiting beliefs for good so they can show up powerfully as the coach that they are here to be and make more money doing the transformational work that they do.
0: Mm. Yes. NLP is so powerful. It literally changed my life.
1: It's so incredible. And it's, it's one of those things too that really cements that change doesn't have to take a long time. I know for a lot of my clients will be using a technique and they'll have the breakthrough there on the session, or they'll send me a Voxer message the next day. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about creating change in our lives is, is that it has to take a long time. And with using techniques like NLP and hypnotherapy, change doesn't have to take a long time, which is really incredible. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Our brains are fascinating. <laughs> they really yes. are. I know last night I was doing a timeline with a client and I was just like, wow, like it just never ceases to amaze me. Seriously. It's so, so powerful. Yes. So today I was kind of doing a little meditation before we started the podcast and it was just like self-sabotage just kept coming up for me and I was like, God, I think this is something that we, we should talk about because everyone does it at some point in their lives, whether they realize they're doing it or not, we all do it. And I would love to dive deep into some ways that we can, one, identify the behavior and the patterns of self-sabotage, because a lot of times we don't know what that looks like, right? And two, how to pull out of it when we are continuing to get the same results with the same behavior.
1: Definitely. Well, I would love to dive into how self-sabotage oftentimes shows up in our lives And three of the reasons why we oftentimes do self-sabotage. So how self-sabotage oftentimes shows up and it is a little bit different at every different level that we are at in our life or our business or kind of what's going on, the goals that we're pursuing. But one of the main ones that does come up oftentimes is procrastination. Mm. (laughs) This looks like setting an intention and then allowing yourself because here's the thing. You are choosing to either allow yourself or to hold yourself to you know, the intention that you've set. So setting an intention, allowing yourself to become distracted, work on smaller tasks. So at least you've kind of checked something off and feel accomplished. This is one of the <laughs> things my clients oftentimes say is like, I just want to feel accomplished. Rather than working on that bigger task or project that is in alignment with that intention that you've set. Mm. Another way that it shows up is a failure to follow through with your goals, which looks a lot like procrastination, right? We set an intention, we get distracted, we work on smaller tasks, and then we fail to follow through with the intention or the goal that we've set perfectionism is another big one that oftentimes comes up. We want to try and make everything perfect. And that oftentimes holds us back from even putting whatever it is that we're creating, whatever we're wanting to put out there, out there. Another one is disempowering self-talk. So one of the most common limiting beliefs and the most common limiting belief that I get is I'm not good enough. And when we allow ourselves to think this all the time and really believe this, it's that disempowering self talk, that like inner mean girl, right, in our mind that's holding us back from living our fullest potential. Another one, and this is oftentimes when we're kind of getting started more in our business, is this shiny object syndrome, right? We're at that phase where everything seems amazing, and we need it in our life right now. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, I said yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, totally.
1: Um, another two are staying in, staying stuck in a negative thought pattern or a negative emotion. So the reason why we stay oftentimes stuck in a negative thought pattern and negative emotion is because we become so addicted to these thoughts and emotions that have become so familiar to us. So it becomes so much more comforting and familiar to us to want to think these thoughts and feel these emotions, even when they're disempowering us. So this gives us this unconscious adrenaline high, and we find it really hard to think differently. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but I definitely have where I've just noticed myself. I have to take a step back and I'm like, Why am I thinking these thoughts? Why am I staying in this emotion? And I realize it's because it's become so familiar to me. And on the other side of where I want to be is unfamiliar. And so in my mind, it's wanting to keep me safe, right? It's wanting to keep us kind of in that same, you know, thought pattern, emotion that we've always kind of been in because it feels so familiar. Mm. So those are some of the reasons why we self-sabotage and kind of how it shows up in our lives. And one of the things that I oftentimes tell my clients is self-awareness is the best gift that you can give yourself. So when you become self-aware, you're aware of how you might be self-sabotaging yourself. And so when you become aware, you understand why you might be doing this or what specifically is causing you to self-sabotage. And that's actually one of the questions that I give my clients is instead of asking ourselves, why am I self-sabotaging or why am I not able to follow through with my goals or why is this happening, is to get more specific and ask ourselves more empowering questions. So instead of asking why am I self-sabotaging myself or why am I not following through with my goals, is what specifically is causing me to self-sabotage today or what specifically is causing me to not follow through with my goals. And in that, you're directing your mind to give you that specificity of what specifically is causing you to take the action or inaction that you're taking.
0: Mm, I love that. I think I see with my clients too so much the perfectionism aspect of it and people so often think that that is a positive trait to have and it's neither good nor bad. However... What I see the most is that they want it to be so perfect or they're in so much fear over the launch not going well or this dot isn't connecting to this dot that they never take that step and so the launch never happens. Mm. And so it's like this constant circle that you can see from the outside but stepping in because we all know procrastination and you know that's a very, very common one, That but it's so easy to identify. But the perfectionism I think is like – Such a sneaky little one, because we want it to be perfect. And that should be a good thing. We're taking pride in our work. We're doing all these wonderful things. But if we never take the action step behind all of the planning that comes with perfectionism, then we never get to see results.
1: Totally. And I think one of the best ways to kind of work through perfectionism is to let yourself fail. I know it can feel so uncomfortable. And we don't want to put ourselves in that position of failing, but when we shift our mindset and our thoughts around what it means to fail and see failure as just feedback for what we can do differently next time, mm-hmm. that really gives us the opportunity to keep moving forward instead of holding ourselves back and letting perfectionism overcome us, right? And not putting out that launch or not putting out the piece of content or you know not sharing whatever it is that we want to share. It's letting ourselves fail. And I can think of so many examples in my life where I've done that and it doesn't change anything, right? I just learned from that experience and you just continue to get better.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think my biggest lessons like that I've truly like my hugest pivots in my business have come from fails or slam doors. And it's been really amazing to be able to take that as an opportunity to just level up even more. Exactly. Yes. Oh, so good. Okay. So if we identify these behaviors, how do we pull out of them? How do we get unstuck?
1: Yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons why we oftentimes self-sabotage is we either have a fear of failure or a fear of success. So like I just shared, when we shift our mindset around what it means to fail, we can kind of move away from this fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And- Oftentimes, the fear of success actually comes up a lot more often than a fear of failure. So a fear of failure, though, can have several causes. It can be from childhood events to mistakes, quote unquote, mistakes we've made in our adult lives. But it's important to realize that we always have a choice here, right? We can be afraid of failing, failing. We can choose to be afraid or we can simply choose not to be. And I know that's so sim- simply put, but it really comes down to we always do have a choice. So you might be holding on to negative emotions towards your parents or circumstances that have happened during your childhood or in your past. And what I wanna offer you here is to simply forgive because holding on to resentment or holding on to negative feelings about things that have happened in your past, you know, maybe it was something that you failed at and you have this memory of failure and so you hold yourself back not wanting to feel like that again, right? And so it's so important to one forgive anyone that might be in that experience with you in that memory, if it was your parents, a teacher, you know, whoever it might be, but also forgive yourself for whatever you need to forgive yourself for so you can really open yourself up and kind of clean that slate so there's no more failure no more fear of failure right you're choosing to see it as feedback you've allowed yourself to learn from the lessons of your past and can really move more effortlessly and easily into your future of pursuing your goals mm. so yeah. A fear, uh, fear of success is really interesting. A fear of success is oftentimes it's not linked to the fear of success in itself, but it's oftentimes what success will bring. So this is one of the things I always see in my clients. It's actually not a fear of failure for them most often, but a fear of success. And it's not success in itself, but what in their minds what success will bring. Maybe it's more money, more recognition. What are their, you know, friends and family going to think of them? Are they going to be, you know, lovable when they are um, wildly successful and have more money and all of these things. And it's really important for us when we dive into, you know, what specifically is causing us to self-sabotage. And if we identify it as a fear of success, then really clarifying it for you in what specifically is under there right what do you feel like more success what what is the fear of success for you what is it more money is it more recognition do you not feel like you are going to be as connected with you know your peers and your friends and your family like really what is un- underneath that
0: yeah i think so often too It's, it's really powerful to be able when you can actually identify what that is, like you're talking about and be able to kind of pull that out and really examine why that's there. Mm -hmm. Then we're able to completely move past it and know, you know, that fear is just an origin. It's not a real thing. I know I was looking up so funny. So I was looking up something the other day and it was on emotions and it was for causes of stress. It was like this research thing I was doing for a paper and I'm losing my voice what the heck the last week my voice has just been like I hate you um so I'm like I have podcast to do here um so yeah I was looking up on google about stress and like the damages it does on our body and things like that for a paper and what popped up what what popped up randomly was like the number one emotion that triggers stress is fear mm. and I was like Oh, wow. that That's really interesting. So I started like looking more into it. And you know, fear is not one of the so we have our base emotions that are like angry, sad, happy, you know, the main emotions that we have, right. And fear yeah. is actually not even emotion. So it's like something that we make up in our head that our subconscious uses to protect us because it goes into that caveman status fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when we're able to really pull that out and extract it, like what you're talking about, And know like, hey, okay, I'm scared of this because when I was 10, I was told this. And so now I believe this and this has been instilled in me. And when we're able to kind of acknowledge it and be like, hey, you're safe. You're okay. Like, let's move past this and move on with it. Then I feel like you're able to kind of stop it before that pattern continues to circle and circle and circle.
1: Exactly. And I can't remember where I heard this, but when I heard it, everything Clicked for me. And it was someone sharing that fear is just false evidence appearing real. So, mm. fear in itself is just that false evidence that our mind is going after and finding this evidence for false evidence that's appearing real in our mind. And that in itself, like thinking and believing that, right? When we think of fear as just false evidence appearing real, it's like, oh, This isn't. This isn't really what's happening, right? This is just drama in my mind, right? I can work through this. I'm capable. I can. I'm powerful. I can work through this.
0: Yes, and fear. I mean, it really is just an illusion. When I was going for my energy healing therapist uh, test, one of the questions on there was, "Is fear real?" And I was all, "Damn you! How do I answer this?" Because. It feels so real. But when you do break it down into the false evidence appearing real, it truly is like, no one's gonna die in front of you. No one's gonna like, drop you off a bridge right now. I mean, if they are, that's time to be scared. However, (laughs) fear and I love this. Okay, so I just pulled it up. This is what I was reading yesterday. So fear is a thought process that triggers the fight or flight response. So fear itself is imagined only and does not cause real physiological or psychological and emotional consequences due to the triggered stress response and how stress responses affect the body and mind. Meaning it's our body just feeling an emotion. But if our mind knows like, hey, this isn't real and we stop it, our body will follow along suit.
1: And I love what you said, too, about if you are being pushed off a cliff, you actually said instead of actually feeling fearful, you said that's your time to feel scared, right? So if you're being pushed off a cliff, right, you'd probably feel scared. You wouldn't feel fearful. You'd feel scared in that moment. So I love that you said that.
0: Yeah, it's so... I mean, it's when you really start digging deep into it, it's it's so crazy, like just our mind... And how it chooses to protect us, like it's trying to do what it's supposed to do, right? But that's why it's so important we train our conscious to really be in control. Yeah, totally.
1: So one of the other reasons why we self-sabotage is a lack of self-worth. So this Mm. comes back to the belief of I'm not good enough or feeling unworthy of the goals or the desires that you have. And so this kind of links to the fear of success as well. So when we start to experience success, but we also have deeply rooted thoughts and beliefs in which we see ourselves or believe ourselves to be not worthy or deserving or incapable we self-sabotage ourselves to get rid of the discomfort that we feel when two or more ways of thinking contradict each other. So this is one of the most common things that I see come up when I dive into self-sabotage with my clients. It's this in itself. It's wanting to get rid of that discomfort because there are some things still there that are unhealed or have not been uncovered. And so it's really our opportunity then to dive into, you know, seeing themselves as being worthy, seeing themselves as deserving and seeing themselves as capable of achieving their goals and, you know, be doing, having anything that they want in their life and their business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think I'm going to touch on that one real quick. I think a huge one too is letting go of the uh, fear of judgment and what other people think and letting other people determine your self-worth.
1: Totally. I actually have something incredible to share on this. So a couple of weeks ago, I realized that I was holding on to this memory and this experience that I had from high school, which was almost like 10 years ago. And I'm like, okay, why in my mind am I still thinking about this one experience? And I later got down to you know, this experience that I had when I was coming back from one of my modeling trips. And I came back to high school and one of my best friends at the time shared that these other girls were talking about me and they were saying, you know, when Lauren comes back, she's you know, gonna think she's too good for herself. And you know, all these things, they were essentially talking behind my back. And I held on to this memory for so many years. And it was surfacing just a couple of months ago when I was doing some, you know, inner work on myself. And I just got down to how much time am I spent thinking about this experience or of this memory, right? Mm-hmm. And how much time are these girls from high school thinking about this? <laughs> and in my <laughs> mind, instantly, I was like, They probably have never thought about this. And so, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. So, I just instantly was like, okay, then I'm not going to spend any more time thinking about this. And I just was able to move on. And it was so incredible because it really let go of that judgment or anything else that was happening within my mind. So, I just want to offer that to anyone listening that you can really decide, you know how much time you spend thinking about whatever it is you're thinking about, right. Of the judgment of others, what others might think of you, or you can just decide to have your back and really trust and love yourself for who you are, the decisions you're making, the goals and the desires that you have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so much too. I mean, I hear all the time and Oh my goodness, this was me to a T. Um, you know, when I pivoted into what I'm doing now, I did something completely different before. And it was like, the imposter syndrome that takes over, you're like, Oh, my God, what am I doing? (laughs) And, and we all go through it like it is just a normal growing pain that you like experience and you walk through and you get through. But a lot of times I see people just kind of be frozen with, oh my gosh, so these people are talking about me, or this person said I'm not going to succeed. And I will never, ever forget this. So when I was a little girl, God, I was like probably 12 or 13, and I was bullied so bad when I was younger. And Um, this, these kids were so mean to me. I moved a lot. So I never like really got that like girlfriend connection. Mm. Um, so it was like, I was like bounced from school to school to school. And so I was getting bullied and somehow something came up and I was like, I just want to get even. And my dad had told me, he was like, you know, the biggest revenge that you could ever get is to be successful. Mm. And for my entire life, I have just held on to that. So if someone ever tells me like, I can't or makes fun of me or anything like that. I always like turn to that phrase of the biggest revenge you can get is being successful and not coming from a place of hate, but coming just from a place of like, so you're going to tell me I can't, I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to go do it now.
1: And I'm going to take pictures (laughs) while I'm having fun doing it.
0: (laughs) And I'm going to put it on the ground, bitch. (laughs)
1: Totally. (laughs) I love that. So the last reason that I see why we self-sabotage is self-sabotage brings feelings of control. So Mm. we decide to step into this next level of who we are becoming, the success that we envision, the abundance that we desire. You are also stepping outside of your comfort zone and what has become normalized for you. And so one of the things I coach my clients on is to normalize each new level that they are experiencing in their life and also their business so that they're not feeling like they're continuing to step into each next level and not feeling like the last one or the one before has not been normalized. So oftentimes we self-sabotage ourselves in a way to feel in control of our circumstances and our results so we can't necessarily predict you know the circumstances that are happening in and around our lives right the biggest one I think we all can think of is covid right no one could yeah. have, no one could have predicted that and we also can't predict the results that we create but we can control our outcome when we self sabotage. And so that is one of the things that oftentimes comes up is we self sabotage ourselves to control our outcome because we are the outcome is unfamiliar to us, right? We don't know what it's going to be like. And so we take whatever we can take control of and we know that we can control our outcome. So that's when all of the ways that self-sabotage comes in, right? It's the procrastination, it's the perfectionism, staying stuck in a negative thought or a negative emotion. And we just do this in a way to feel in control. It's really fascinating.
0: Mm, that makes total sense though.
1: <laughs> it really does. And so it's really coming back to, being at cause or being at effect and yeah. really deciding that I am at cause for the outcome that I create. I'm at cause for the thoughts that I have, the you know feelings that I have, the actions that I take. And yes, maybe some things are out of my control. And this is actually one exercise that I give my clients is to clearly define everything that you have control over so you have control over your thoughts you have control over your emotions you have control over your energy how much time you spend you know worrying you have t- you have control over you know how much you invest in yourself and all of these things right you can create a huge list if you really sit down with this and then think about all the things that you can't control and it's really fascinating that the list of things i can't control is actually so much smaller than the list of what we can control. But our mind loves going to all the things we can't control, right? And wants to control our outcome. But when we really clearly define for ourselves of all the things we can control, we can always come back to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of white-knuckling it through.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, okay. I know we're almost at time, but I would love to do, cause I think that this kind of flows so perfectly into this. And this is something that I love to give the audience just a takeaway of something that they can do to better themselves. Um, especially through this time when a lot of us are still stuck at home. Yep. Um, and I would love to touch on anchoring. Are you down if we do like a quick time-lapse version?
1: Oh, definitely. Let's do it.
0: Amazing. Okay. So if you guys haven't heard of anchoring, it is a way to kind of hold on to a certain feeling. Um, And so I'm going to let Lauren explain it, but it is really powerful when you are dealing with um, certain behaviors or patterns or certain things keep popping up into your life on how to retrain your brain. And this is something that you can, it's great to do with assistance. So if you can afford assistance, get assistance. However, it's something that you can also do by yourself um, and something that is truly, truly going to change your life.
1: Amazing. Yes. So anchoring is allowing you to anchor into an emotion that you want to hold on to or something that you want to amplify into your life. So sometimes you can anchor into abundance. You can anchor into feeling worthy, uh, whatever it is that you want, confidence, feeling powerful, really, truly anything. And so what you do is you kind of put your hand in a fist and just, you can pick one of the knuckles on your hand and what you do. I, I love to close my eyes when I do this and close your eyes and think about what you want to anchor into. And so, I would almost, when I think about self-sabotage, I would think of confidence comes to me, but I almost think of feeling powerful or feeling capable. And so whatever really comes to you, I just want you to think about what's going to really allow you to anchor into really allowing yourself to step into your fullest potential. And so I want you to think about the last time or a time in your life where you have felt that. So let's say you were feeling confident. So when is the last time that you felt confident? And start to really think of the picture in your mind. Bring it up big and vivid and bright. And as you're just about to hit that peak of you experiencing that memory, you hold down on one of your knuckles for a couple of seconds, just about until you've hit the peak. And then you release and you have anchored into confidence or you've anchored into anything that you are wanting to kind of amplify and kind of hold on to there.
0: Yes. And so when you start to get in that self-sabotage state or when you start to catch yourself like, oh my God, I'm procrastinating, you can push down on that same knuckle and that feeling will start to arise for you of the power and the confidence. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, yay! Amazing. Okay, I was like, I, that just came to me, and I was like, we need to share this. This is the perfect. For yeah, that was perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are amazing. Thank
1: you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
0: Yes. Okay. So, where can everyone connect with you? I will include everything in the show notes. But if you guys are listening and want to speak directly to Lauren. Yep.
1: So the best way to connect with me is over on Instagram. So you can find me at Lauren Tamayo. I'm over there. I love showing up in stories every day and giving so much value. And you can also check out my website. It's withlaurentamayo.com. And I know Courtney will just link this all up in the show notes for you to easily find.
0: Yes. And so if you guys have not signed up for the show notes, super easy. Just go to the sweetestlittlelife.com, click podcast. Right at the top, you can sign up for the show notes and get all the freebies, links, all the things right in your inbox. Amazing. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Well, thank you again for today. You're
1: so welcome. Thank you, Courtney.
0: Bye, Lauren. Bye. I hope you guys love today's episode. Lauren is absolutely amazing. NLP is really a powerful tool that you can use to change your life. I highly suggest if you are currently looking for a coach that you look for someone that is actually NLP certified. It makes the world of difference. And if you guys try the anchoring technique today, drop a comment, drop me a DM, whatever you're comfortable with, and let me know how it works for you. I love to hear success stories. I love to hear if you're stuck on something. I want to help you walk through it. So always feel free to shoot me a DM at the sweetest little life on the gram shoot Lauren a DM. We are both more than happy to walk you through any questions you have. Have a beautiful week. We are almost to the weekend. Woohoo! Don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave a comment of any questions you would like answered in future episodes. I am so excited to be involving everyone in the audience and answering your specific questions each episode with the guests that can answer it best. Love you guys all so much.